Trevor? Michael. Hey. <laughs> it's good to see you, man. Hmm. Yeah, I bet it is. Of course, I'm not the one that's been resurrected. Ain't this grand, hmm? Yeah, well... I got in a bit of an awkward situation. Hmm, you're telling me, bro. Yeah. One of those fake your own deaths to your best buddy, and then run off with the dough, and then live in a big mansion. Awkward situations. It's one way of looking at it. Yeah, do you have any other ways of looking at it? Because I am all out. Podcast PlayStation Pals. It is a very special week that this podcast is being published in, being published in the thick of the game awards and game announcements and trailers and all that. So it's a very exciting time. What's your boner like? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm rock hard here. <laughs> so I am very excited. Who is that voice? Well, that's the Jesse to my Ellie, John. So we're going to start there, John, because it is the game awards week and this is our last chance to do some game awards predictions. If you got any last-minute ones to sneak in, now's the chance. Uh, they've been very sneaky about uh, not having new game announcements or teases. They want them just to be at the show. So really, all we've learned so far is presenters. You know, Christopher Judge is going to be there. Vince Ampella is going to be yep, there. Yep. Uh, old, gar- old guards of Asgard from Alan Wake Two are going to be one of the live performances. But do you have any predictions left in you as far as? Video games, movies, uh, musical mm. performances. Do mm. you got anything that you want to say? Say now. We got the, that tease from Sega. Yeah. New era, new energy. I have a feeling that's going to be a big letdown, whatever that is. Yeah. The, um, the rumor is it's Virtual Fighter. <laughs> so Predictions. Yeah, Bloodborne 2 and Nier Automata 2 at the same exact time. They're going to show them both. And they're gonna, okay. yep, they're gonna say I'm showing both. Um, no, I, I think I'm, I, if anything, I don't know if I have new predictions, but I am very, very much warming up to the idea of like just this being the best game awards ever. Of having, you know, I've said it on the podcast that I don't think Sony will have a large presence, but like I'm warming up to that idea where, yeah, Uncharted seems like it probably should be there. We should have that level, you know, God of War DLC. Um, you know, the lead into the show, as you just mentioned, is usually littered with tweet after tweet after tweet from Keeley about like, oh, I'm going to have this, and we're going to have this, and we're going to have this, and it's going to be an update on this. And it's been fucking quiet out there. So, yep. um, yeah, I, I think I I am more just stealing myself and, you know, trying to, my, my brain is still, like, one side of my brain is fighting my other side of like, don't get your expectations out of whack. And the other one's like, yeah, but fuck you. Like, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> so uh, trying to rationalize that and, and come to grips with that. But I think it's it's just going to be awesome regardless. Yeah, yeah. I think anything's on the table with this uh, and any game announcements, you know, I think there's there will definitely be something we have not seen before that will get us very excited. I'm, I'm assuming there'll be at least one or two of those games. So, Yeah, what, what, what closes the show? Because, like, you know, if it is, yeah, who knows? Who uh, knows? The Elden Ring DLC, maybe. That's a good guess. Because uh, 
Armored Core 6 closed out the show Death last Stranding year. Death Stranding 2, maybe. Yeah, Death Stranding 2 will for sure be there in some form. I don't know if it'll be the game to close out the show. But I, again, next year, other than the first three months, is is full of stuff and uh, or is unknown. The first three right. months is full of flip, stuff. Flip everything, that, everything else is unknown. So, <laughs> so you know, it's it's anyone's guess. You know, like, like we talked about when we talked about the, the publisher's next big game. You know, Nintendo and Sony are kind of keeping their cards close to their chest. Uh, Xbox has announced everything, but they need release dates. So I think with all they got to do is either of those companies got to do that. They either got to bring brand new games and Xbox brings release dates and everyone will be happy. So everyone. it's going to be awesome. Everyone will be happy. Three hours of video games. <laughs> so it's going to be great. Uh so, but uh, as far as other media, you'd like you don't like movies. Yeah, I mean, I think we're you know we're we're seeing a very big boom into that. Oh, sorry, my phone, folks. Seeing a very big phone uh, phone into that, <laughs> very big boom into that space. Right, Last of a Show becoming uh, widely regarded as the greatest piece of video game uh, cross media that's probably ever been made. It's uh, being considered as the best show of this year in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just stick my 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 stick in the sand. I'm gonna say we're gonna see a Ghost of Tsushima movie trailer. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, that, that, that would be that great. One. That's gonna that would be great. You know, that'll be Sony's way of being like, we were at the show, and then maybe they'll have one or two other games, but um, bring that, you know, and... Uh, I would, I would I, this would be, it'd be kind of like a, it's just a blip, but it would be kind of exciting if they revealed who was playing Abby in The Last of Us yeah. Season 2. They never confirmed that, right? No, like, there's they just no... Because they said Caitlin Devers was rumored, and... and yeah, there's no, there's, and again, Last of Us is nominated for an award, so... You know, whoever, and I'm, we assume it's going to be, it's going to win. Is Craig Mazin going to be there? Is Neil Druckmann going to be there? Are both going to be there? I bet um, they'll both be. I mean, Druckmann for sure. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's exciting times. And, um, and then musical for performances. I was trying to think of, you know, what other, because I knew I, in my brain, Alan Wake was top. Like I knew mm -hmm. Old Guards of Asgard would probably be like number one, but I was mm -hmm. trying to think of other. I mean, the big music from this year, Sea of Stars, was huge, but like that doesn't lend itself well to any of that. Right, I'm thinking of live performances though, yes. kind of like like Hozier, uh, Blood Upon the For Snow sure. last year. Final Fantasy 16 didn't have any type of song that right. had somebody right. Um, Hi-Fi Rush is ooh. another one that could have it. But I, I mean, they had Nine Inch Nails in that, and they had yeah. uh, Joy Formidable, which is a, a band that I think you know we actually had them featured on the show with Worrying <laughs> a couple yeah. weeks back, but. Um, yeah, I don't, know. I don't yeah. know. All right. And this will lead us into an email for a little bit more predictions. And this comes from Pal of the Show, Will. What up, Will? He says, since the Game Awards are practically here, I thought it would be a fun to do a little prediction game. I've got five quick prediction questions that are not related to winners' world premieres. Number one, what video game t-shirt will Sp Phil Spencer wear under his blazer? If you're not aware, Phil is known to put old... IPs on his shirt and are they teases mm. is it something like they're, they're looking at but uh, mm. I don't know what, what do you think fable <laughs> fable going fable <laughs> yep it, it appeases the old and the new uh, you know it would be a mistake in my opinion I guess because then people are gonna be like oh well that's gonna be the next one and I think <laughs> I came still way far off but name recognition uh, pops a little bit more but I'm, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go fable I'm gonna go with our uh, tease for our upcoming character battle royale I'm going to go with Crash Bandicoot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be an yeah, interesting shirt to wear. That makes sense. Interesting to wear, you know, especially with that character's relationship to Sony. 
Uh, yeah, but, what a uh, fuck you that is, you know, man. <laughs> well, Sony owns Bungie, so it's, it's, it's yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. They come All and right. they go. Question number two. Will Imagine Dragons be there and why? Uh, there's a chance. I hope not because I want to watch the whole thing. And if I see them, I might just have to turn it <laughs> off. Uh, they did do a song for Starfield. Children of the Sky is a, a song they did for Starfield. So there, there is a chance Imagine Dragons could be there. But <sighs> yeah, they just fit such an unfortunate niche where they're so <laughs> popular. Dude, I, I, I've told you this story, but uh, I haven't told the audience. But I, I was at a... Uh, like a summer fireworks thing for my kids, right? And like they have this uh, gazebo type area with flashing lights and playing music and thing. And they, they start playing that uh, enemy song, right? Oh, yeah. everybody wants to be my enemy. And yeah, the, the kids... The theme of that League of Legends show. Yeah, they do. they belted it out. They fucking like drowned out the music. So like it's huge among that crowd. So I wouldn't be surprised. I hope not. But it also seems like they're probably cheaper than getting like... You know, you're not going to get anybody much bigger than that. Uh, so, yeah, you'd be surprised. I mean, and they are they are huge, unfortunately. Yeah, we got Halsey last year, so you, who knows? Halsey. <laughs> so so yeah, there there is a chance. Like I said, they have a video game song again this year. So, um, question number three: Will Jeff's Titan Security be able to keep unwanted actors from charging the stage? <laughs> now, Jeff Keeley did bring this up in his Q and A uh, on. Um, on YouTube or Twitter, I forget where it was, and he said, he said, he said it will be. He said he couldn't go into details, obviously, because it is security. Right. But uh, yeah, I don't see that ever happening again. With uh, if you don't, if you remember last year when Elden Ring won Game of the Year, someone ran on the stage and uh, was just you know being was that a prankster. The Bill Clinton one. Yeah, being yep. a prankster. So, uh, in you know. Jeff Jeff wears his emotions on his feet yeah. on his face. Like when he has a big trailer, he's getting emotional. He'll get teary eyed. He I'm not, he was very angry. Yeah, when I that felt happened. so bad for him. <laughs> like I felt so bad. So for his sake, I really hope not. And I, I agree. I don't think they will let that slip again. Yeah. You know, maybe they should just give him a machete. Like he just carries a machete <laughs> around with him. So you know, it, it deters anybody from even thinking about it. Uh, question number four. How long will Christopher Judge's speech be this time? <laughs> Christopher Judge is already announced to be a presenter. Um, they didn't say what category, but I, I he will guarantee make a joke about this. Yes. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> I think it will be shockingly short. Uh, he'll make a joke about it, but this is a curated thing. He's he's reading what somebody wants him to say, right? Yeah, so yeah. to go off script in this scenario, I think would be much much crazier. But <laughs> it, would, it would be funny if he just some say up. he's still presenting to this day. You know, <laughs> some some say I don't know, man. It would be funny if he just goes up there and he just was like, "Hi." So the nominees are yeah, and just yeah goes exactly. Right into it just like takes just. the exact opposite. <laughs> that was. I thought I was in a Twilight Zone episode. I was like, yeah, "What is going so?" On? Uh, he will. He will definitely have a. Jo- he'll joke about it, and he'll definitely have a a speech about how important the award is. What if he just presented? kept going anyway, as I was saying, my mother <laughs> who raised me as a poor child. <laughs> but he he will definitely talk about the award he's giving. So I'm assuming he's going to do best uh, uh, performance. Best performance I would think. again. But uh, but again, they had Al Pacino do that last time. So maybe a big another big actor will come. He did best performance. That's what Pacino did. Yeah, because okay. Christopher Judge won and hugged, went up and hugged him. Yeah, um, but uh, nah, it'll be you know two to three minutes <laughs> this time. But uh, speaking of Al Pacino, which celebrity corpse? This leads to question number five. Which celebrity corpse will be dragged on stage to give a speech about video games as art? Oh, 
<laughs> well, seeing how Al Pacino was out of left field, good luck. That's the thing is like, you know, I have a name in my my head that I'll say in a sec, but like I think it's incredibly unlikely, but I would have said the exact same thing about Al Pacino. So with a Star Wars game coming out next year, I could see a Harrison Ford or a Mark Hamill. Oh, Harrison Ford's a really good one. You know, one. one of those two where he's just like, you oh, know, Harrison it's, Ford's really good. <laughs> you know, he, he's he's old, he's he's curmudgeon just like Pacino, but he is such an important piece in nerd culture. And I think one of the things about Harrison Ford is he's always loved his fans. So maybe you, maybe you pull him out there. I mean, the Game Awards now get over 100 million viewers. It's not like it used to be. Yeah, so yeah. That's, that's, that's the first name that popped in my head. Oh, that's, that's a really good guess. Yeah, because, yeah, he's been doing – he just does a lot of projects now in general. He's done, you know, uh, tons of TV shows and, and You know, there's also the, uh, the, the link to the Indiana Jones game being developed. You that's know, there's also too. that, too. True. I don't expect to see that here, but, you know, his, his characters are – are so important to to nerd culture so yeah maybe yeah yeah do you have a guess or no um i was thinking more of i i don't i, I was thinking more of like directors because i know like mm. like you know christopher Sc- nolan scorsese yeah <laughs> not not in your fucking life <laughs> <laughs> well nolan. i mean again al pacino uh, uh, yeah but scorsese is like the most vocal person ever about just like the sanctity of film and, right, and respect the hell right, out of it but i got right. i can only imagine what his opinion about video games are it's probably not great <laughs> But I, I yeah I could I could see a director coming out like a obviously Del Toro is a, a you know big yeah. fan of video games and could easily come out and not to say that he's a he's a celebrity corpse. He's I was about as, to say where's the corpse side? <laughs> we need, we need, he's not as old. Clint Eastwood baby. <laughs> yeah, boy, wow, could you imagine? Yeah, all ninety four years. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's that's those are all great questions. <laughs> you know, it, it reminds me of just how wild last year's Game Awards were. Outside of you know we. We kind of focus on the big game announcements and and the winners, but there was just a lot of weirdness. Like, yeah, I forgot about that Pacino thing. That really, <laughs> that was right at the beginning too. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, the game after the show is published. I mean, the game awards are Thursday, December seventh at you know seven thirty p.m. Eastern. Uh, it looks to run three hours. There'll be the thirty minute pre show again, but uh, John and I are going to do our best to record ourselves watching it. Um, we won't be streaming live, but I plan to post it at least immediately after the Game Awards launches. So after you've watched it, or if you just want to watch it with us, whatever, you want to see our reaction to, yeah. and I lose my mind. <laughs> when they shadow drop Silk Song and I, I scream out loud. <laughs> yeah, there's some implications behind that one. Uh, but yeah, it'll be fun. You know, it's it's... You know, and of course, you know, write in what you thought about it after it airs. But, you know, it was so great last year. And that, and that still remains one of my favorite episodes of the podcast was that one that we recorded after right that. After, because yeah. we had some really good takes. And um, and that speaks for episode 75 as well, which will be just all the Game Awards. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll do our reaction. But then our normal show next week will just be all the Game Awards. We'll just go one by one by one through all the announcements like we did before. And it'll be great. It's, this, is, this is such a great week. I'm, I'm overjoyed. Well, there is a little bit more to that email, right? Doesn't Will have to buy one of us a pop uh, yeah, if we yeah, win? I expect yeah. a pop, Will. And if I hit Harrison Ford, I expect maybe a little extra. All right? Maybe two. Maybe. I don't know. I'll let you think on it. Yeah. 
All right, so let's get into how the show works, and this is how it works. John and I both bring up the three things to talk about. It can be a video game we're playing, a news item, an email to PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com, a Twitter DM at PSPalsPod, or a comment on our YouTube page at PlayStationPals. Any of those things, we can bring it. And the first thing we're going to bring is a news roundup. So there was a lot of news this week. I don't know why everything, everyone just wants to announce things this week, but we had uh, you know, Outlast and New Beginnings coming March 15th the next year. Cyberpunk 2077 is getting a patch 2.1 that's doing all kinds of things. We have a Halo Season 2 trailer. and we also what? Got a, Why? Yeah. <laughs> well, Sorry. <laughs> we also got a trailer for No Return and The Last of Us Part 2. But you all know, if you're listening to this podcast, what the big news of the week is. Mm-hmm. And of course... It is that trailer for one of the biggest franchises of all time, uh, Grand Theft Auto 6. You know, we found out late last week that it was coming December 5th, 9 a.m. Eastern. Everyone got excited. Everyone was going to get together and watch it. Well, on December 4th, about 5.30 p.m., the trailer leaked on Twitter. Uh, Someone had somehow gotten access to it, put it on Twitter, so... Rockstar immediately took that Twitter account down and released the trailer itself. So about 6.30 p.m. Eastern on December 4th, we all got to take it all in. And I I don't think I have to describe the trailer. I think uh, most of our listeners have probably seen it by now. It's Everybody in the world's seen it. It's the most viewed uh, YouTube video in a 24-hour period right now. And it's going up right now of all time. Yeah, it's 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 looking to hit 100 million in 24 hours. So I'm assuming our listeners watched it. But, uh, you know, as we've said on this show, we have a Grand Theft Auto lover and we have a Grand Theft Auto hater on the show. So (laughs) we're going to start. We're going to start with the Grand Theft Auto hater. John. You know, it, it it had to impress you more than anybody else because you are you you were not a fan of the franchise to begin with. But yeah. let's hear it. What, yeah. what, do you, what do you got to say? Let's let's save the release date talk for later. But what did you think of the trailer itself? Sure. So when I when you when you texted me with the little sirens like red alert, red alert, they dropped it, and I was like, all right, let's <laughs> let's watch the trailer. My my heels were dug about four feet into the ground. Uh, I was ready to be really stubborn about this, and <laughs> I watched it and. The first watch through, I kind of was. I will, I will admit, I was just like, I don't know. It's going to be okay. <laughs> and then I started talking to my friend Brian about it. And he's like, well, Grand Theft Auto looks really good, huh? And I was like, yeah, it does. <laughs> it, it re- so I, I, I looked at it again. And um, yeah, it, it's, it will be one of the greatest games ever made. I can honestly confidently say that at this point. I think the trailer, within a minute and a half, you know, it was a 91-second runtime, Rockstar immediately proved that they are the top dog developer, right? I know they have 2,000 employees, they have all the money in the world, but there is nobody that can compete with them on a fidelity standpoint. Um, Just, you know, everything that they packed into this trailer just is going to go to show how insane this game is going to be. You know, they've talked about the buildings that you can get into, um, you know, the the boats in the swamplands, right? This this game takes place in Florida, and they really went hard with that Florida aesthetic. Um, but I really dig the fact that it... One of the main reasons that I've never really liked um, Grand Theft Auto uh, as, a, as a franchise is because I don't really dig crime bosses and mobs and Italian gangsters and things like that. And I've, and while not all of those have had that, right, four had, you know, the Eastern European crew and all that stuff, I just never really vibe with that 
type of storytelling. Even even in the film, it's like I like Goodfellas, but it just doesn't do a lot for me because I inherently don't like that world. Same thing with Sopranos. Like it's good, but I just wouldn't. I would rather not have this. And so to see them take the angle of we're gonna just focus on the insanity, the the breadth of this world that we can provide, whether it's you know fucking white trash people with alligators, women twerking on cars, beach stuff. Um, but then when you have the, the main protagonist be this Bonnie and Clyde type thing, I think it's going to frame itself a lot nicer for me in terms of what the story and vibe of the game is going to be. Um, does that mean I'm going to enjoy playing it? I don't know yet. You know that, uh, That's always been my main criticism with Rockstar games is I just don't like the way they feel, they move. You know, yes, it's an incredible environmental storytelling and characters and things like that. But I, as I've said on this show, I am a gameplay focused guy, right? I, I booted up Returnal last night just because I wanted something <laughs> quick and fast. I love Hades. I love that kind of stuff. But um, I decided after watching the trailer a couple times last night, like, there's no way I can avoid this thing. It's, it's you know, as a guy who has a podcast, I feel like it would be a, just, just a stu- it would be just really <laughs> irresponsible, I guess, of me. But, um, I, I'm going to go in with an open mind, and the trailer did was that good that it convinced me to be there with everybody else on day one, I think. Yeah, that's that's all we ask. I, I know you're not into the, the simulation and getting lost in these worlds, as we talked about with Cyberpunk 2077, but, I mean, if any game's going to do it, it's going to be, uh, you know, this game with an infinite budget and just... Is going to be doing everything. I mean, it looks like a PS6 game. Like right. it's, it's insanity. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. Like, we'll see if you know this. It's still got a lot of polishing stuff to do. We'll see if it looks like that when it releases. But I would expect it will. Yeah, yeah. I too. I do too. So. I too. <laughs> you can't even uh, talk, folks. No. So oh so my god. Fun. I've watched this trailer too many times. Um, yeah. I, so before the trailer even launched, they kind of said trailer one you know this is the release date for trailer one is and this is kind of what we expect as we've gone through these other launches with grand theft auto 5 and red dead redemption 2 so going into it you know i i knew like it had to do two things one had to have a great song yeah uh, tom petty's love is a long road great fucking song yeah, perfect never, i feel like i've never heard it before for that trailer <laughs> perfect for this trailer two it had to set the tone and the vibe of the game you know, I knew we weren't going to see like gameplay. I knew we weren't going to see a lot of story beats, but you know, this for it to actually Florida is the best uh, state for a Grand Theft Auto game because it actually happens there. You know, um, well, so. that's something I've heard about this trailer, right? Is like a lot of the moments are actual yes. things that have happened that have been like you know your quote unquote Florida man. Theme, You're right. right. There was a lady twerking <laughs> on top of a car. There was all these crazy moments that have happened. Yeah, yeah. So. So just yeah, just seeing this this crazy world, um, things that you see at the beginning is kind of like a lot of different body types, you know. Like there's just every kind of there's really buff people. There's ridiculously there's a guy watering his lawn. He old man. He's ridiculously skinny in a thong. Uh, the girl twerking on a car has got just she's a full body woman. Thick. You know yeah. <laughs> The kids you know, say. like there's you, there's a lot of different body types, and then you also notice how dense the world feels. Like Dude, there's a lot of people. Yeah. You know, they have scenes in clubs and and strip clubs, and it's just like wall to wall people. You know, the beach is full of people. Uh, the street is just crowded with people. They're taking selfies. They're doing all kinds of things, and that's kind of what you expect from a next gen sequel to Grand Theft Auto Five. A you know a ten year old game, and then. Also, the other thing that we were kind of talking about leading into this is like, like, will they be able to maintain that humor? And just from the very quick 
things we saw between a few billboards with there's a lawyer billboard that was like who hurt you you know <laughs> on it and then a large uh, one uh for like a prescription drugs that's like we eliminate emotions yeah you know? <laughs> and just all, all the bylines on all these um these uh twi- the social media posts are great you know like <laughs> like the lady twerking on the uh the car was like call the um the city, uh, Vice City, uh, Department of Transportation on this dump truck. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so, so it did all that, and then it also did what what Grand Theft Auto is always doing is it's like a a window into the current American culture, and it's going to satire it, satire it, right? Going to make me sad. <laughs> so, like when you see all this social media, that's exactly what the world is today. You know, that's exactly the world that Lucia, the main character that we see most of in this trailer, she's going to grow up into. You know, Grand Theft Auto is always a rag to riches story. And when you have, you know, I don't know what her age is, but I'm assuming she's either early 20s. I'm assuming she's early 20s. Yeah, yeah. 20, 20. You know, social media is huge. Like TikTok is huge. Instagram is huge. You know, YouTube is huge. And yeah, that's why you see a lot of these videos in this. And I and I assume that in this game, you'll just pull out your phone and you can scroll TikTok and you'll see these videos. Yeah, you know, probably. Like it won't yeah. be it won't be called TikTok. You know, I saw someone online saying it should be called Lickcock, L I K C O K, because they always have those oh, stupid yeah. suggestive names for their for their uh, fake companies. Yeah. But yeah, it did everything that it had to do, and it looked phenomenal. Mm. I've I've never been so excited for a game and I'm glad you brought up the Bonnie and Clyde part like you know I think video game love stories are are kind of bad yeah. like the 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 companies that are doing them you know the you know the games that are doing them are Baldur's Gate Mass Effect Dragon Age you know because they have to write in a lot of options into those games the the, the love story kind of kind of feels more like a just a quest yeah. that that the the completion of the quest is sex and even cyberpunk yeah even cyberpunk was the same way and you know there probably won't be a lot of choices in this game but see how rockstar can tell you know and what a love story is and that's why i think this song was perfect love is a long road you know a lot of the lyrics were talking about just you know the up and the ups and downs of you know in a relationship and and what is definitely going to be a toxic relationship right you have a relationship built on you know, we see them robbing, you know, a liquor store, you know, so, you know, you know, that road's going to be rocky and, and, I, and it's just, it's all exciting. This is exciting. This is, again, this will be the biggest game ever. It, yeah. I, I imagine their metrics are like 50 million probably within the first month, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, with the, the consoles, you know, uh, have you, do you want to talk about the release date at this point? That they've mentioned, or yeah, we we can if you, if we if you got nothing more to say on what we saw. Well, so I was just gonna say, just with the amount of consoles that will be out, they did date this as a twenty twenty five game. Boo, yeah, boo. <laughs> but you know, there's gonna be seventy five million ish PS fives in the wild. You know, about half that, if not a little bit less than that, of Xboxes. So yeah, this this game is going to sell unbelievably well. It, it will break all the records. You know, Grand Theft Auto Five is the second best selling game of all time right now. So they're gonna. This is gonna beat that i would imagine yeah um but yeah it's it's some it's a moment man i mean i kind of had that thought last night when the trailer was dropping and i saw reddit feeds and and everything was all about this It was one of those moments in times one of those things that we'll re- we'll kind of remember um back on 10 years from now which is a 
was one of the sticking points of like, I need to need to get off my shitty, shitty high horse and, and play this game. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, two, two other things I wanted to say. Um, so, you know, there's been some speculation about who the male lead is, right? He only has one word in the whole trailer. Yep. And he says, trust. And it's, it's got like it, it, we, don't, we don't have a confirmation, but it's got to be Troy Baker. That is that is the going theory. Is a, a, it's a very Joel sounding trust. So. Yeah, and like it would it would make sense. So yeah, kind of Nick and I are on on alert to see if they confirm that or or just, it'll be it'll be a minute, but I'm sure next year I could, we'll learn about. Maybe I could also see I could see him coming out at the game awards and being like I am you know like you know I will. So be what, what do you think guy. about that? Is I mean again you're. You're open to this game. Mm-hmm. If they can land a voice talent as, as that is just as they can amazing, land they can land anybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. If they if they landed Troy Baker, he is playing the male lead in this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm assuming that's only moving the needle up for yeah. for your. Yeah, I mean, I would I would say Troy Baker is number one male voice actor out there. I mean, Nolan North is great. Yuri Lowenthal is great. Um, you know, Peter Parker, but uh, Troy's the guy. Troy's the man. You yeah. know, he he's he's. It's wild how we go to and so you know he and in the female space you know you got laura bailey and, and all those guys but no troy is the top of the iceberg when it comes to that so i kind of expect it to be him honestly you know if it's not it's fine it's no right. big deal like it's right. not gonna it's not gonna kill my my enthusiasm for it but uh that would be pretty sweet <laughs> um i'm wondering if he only got the one line be one word because of they how obvious it. it would be if he if we got a whole sentence and I mean it's either that or like you know there is this dual protagonist thing where they kind of similarly to Spider-Man 2 even though there was a dual protagonist you kind of Peter was the main star of that mm. game right so it could be a similar situation where like we want you to focus on Lucia yeah um, first female protagonist in a Grand Theft Auto yeah. game so that, that, Plus, that man, also oh, makes sense those hips <sighs> <laughs> Easy. Uh, yeah. And there's the other reason. That's the other reason. I got a thing for <laughs> brunette Latina women. So, you know, I'm, I'm down. But, uh, yeah, 2025, I think. Uh, yeah, as of now, it's only announced for PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. They, and this is kind of the Rockstar playbook. Like, it just is what it is. Every Rockstar game has been the same way with the PC release later, yeah. um, which, 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 is, which I agree is a, another bummer side to this is like, how late we gotta wait? Because I mean, that could be two years from now, you know. Mm-hmm. And and then PC has to wait even longer. That's it's like that, that's rough, but you know, it'll be worth the wait. I hope. Oh yeah, it will be. Yeah. But um, I also just want to say, like, uh, I I I'm kind of dreading just the hype is real, right? This is the biggest hype ever. But yes. also, some people need to chill out. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like I'm seeing things like this is the single greatest shot of video game history. And it's just like one of the cities. It's like, look, it's really pretty, but like, the game's not even close to being out. Let's not judge it immediately. Um, You're gonna have to put up with this for a very. I long know, time. I know, I am. So it is what it is. Um, and I forgot what my other point is. So don't worry. Yeah. Announced so far more that we've, more that we've more seen more than Wolverine, of. huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because because I know what this is, and I don't know a lot about Wolverine. That could yeah. easily change. But, but man, twenty twenty five could have both of those games. It come probably out. will, dude. Yeah, it probably will. So oh boy. Yeah, you just gotta, gotta get through this next year. Yeah, I gotta be. I gotta start being. Oh very, no, I gotta I have be a healthy to play boy. Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth. Oh, oh no. And all the other great games coming yeah. out, you know. But you know, it's 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 awesome. It, what what an event and. 
And just again, I, I I'm a bum that kind of got it leaked and they had to release it early because I did want to watch it, you know, with with, with our friends, with John, and kind of <sighs> get that get that live reaction as we as we all got to to see it together. So so and th- that sentiment was was online a lot. I know, yeah, a lot of people act kind of funny. They they weren't in the office when this happened, so it was just everyone there got to do it, and then everyone else got left out, and it's like. <laughs> Oh, there there was certain people in the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was there? Do you know? Uh, it was uh, Tim, Greg, Andy. No, okay, that's it all was, they their they main ones. Their main ones, but you know, I I know some of their employees were upset about oh, it. Oh, blessing so. wasn't there. Oh no. So, so that is that really is a bummer. But you know, there we are. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's great. Watch it, please watch it. It's oh, so good. Don't worry, they have. We've established this. God, just just the fidelity of the faces, and not not that that wasn't an issue in Red Dead. Too. like the faces and animation was great but just seeing it again you're just like oh yeah i mean they oh. said they said a while ago that you know the leap from red dead 2 to this was bigger than the leap from gta 5 to red dead 2 and i was like no uh yeah okay like, <laughs> okay i won't doubt you again Rockstar. yeah yeah exactly well it's gonna be seven years between red dead 2 and grand theft auto 6 so god that's wild yeah yeah, yeah it's a longer gap yeah crazy so, so but looking forward to that and yeah again we'll we're gonna keep an eye out on this game, and I think, I, I wonder, <coughs> I believe they'll probably just start shadow dropping these trailers. I don't think there'll be any lead up, just to avoid all the leaks I mean, and everything else. They they now have proof; it doesn't matter. Right? They, they had to shadow <laughs> drop it, and it broke the YouTube le- record. So, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. it's true, yeah. true. It doesn't matter. So, all right, let's move on to the other big news of the week. Over the weekend, we got a trailer for the Fallout television show coming from Amazon. Uh, some screenshots came out, I think it was just just after the podcast was published through Variety. I showed John. John said, ew. Yep. Um, but then again, over the weekend. I think you said, ew, too. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it looked too clean. But uh, over the weekend, we did get a trailer for it. Again, this is coming to Amazon. It stars Elna Purnell from Yellow Jacket. She looks to be the main character. And we have Walton Goggins from Justified playing Walter. Oh, I have Walton for some reason. Walton Goggins. Let me let me double check that, but I like <laughs> I liked him a lot in Justified. Uh, anyway, he is he is playing a ghoul. <laughs> You're right. I'm wrong. Look at me. <laughs> Walton. Uh, he is playing a ghoul in this and and if you're not familiar with the Fallout universe, it is basically uh, a universe where it's kind of set in the 1950s, but it is in 1950 in the game. Uh, but uh, a nuclear apocalypse happens. Everyone runs into fallout shelters. These fallout shelters are run by a company called vault We find out later through the game that vault was experimenting on each individual vault, had its own weird experiment going on. And then in most of the games, you know, the player character escapes the vault and goes into the wasteland and uh, fights giant uh, rad roaches and death claws and uh, crazy robots and all that. But uh, John, mm-hmm. what did you think of this trailer? Kind of had a similar trajectory with the Grand Theft Auto trailer where <laughs> it started. I was I already had my arms crossed and I was kind of, you know, like grumpy curmudgeon. Yeah, I'm this John. is how this is my my naturally occurring state. Um and yeah, and like they showed the characters, like their suits are too colorful. Like it, it looks too vibrant. The colors are too vibrant. This doesn't seem like it's the vibe is going to be correct. But as the trailer went on, I started to get cautiously optimistic about this project. I think that 
there is an obvious budget that's behind this thing. Amazon, of course, can put money into it. Um, I think that the enemies look fantastic. You know, they showed this kind of uh, uh, nuclear zombified type bear fucking some shit up. This mm-hmm. big, crazy salamander looking thing. And Yeah, has that been in the game before? I don't not think Not that so. I can remember. Maybe 76, but... Yeah, yeah, so they showed that and, you know, some big rad roaches and desolation like that's been... That's been kind of show, showcasing the wasteland. Um, so I think there's definitely some promise here. I mean, I am a little cautiously, uh, a little cautious about it being Amazon. Besides the boys, you know, I I don't really vibe with their shows all that much. No. So I think they have a little bit to prove there, and I want this to succeed because God of War is tied to Amazon. But um, I think this this show will will ride or die based on its dialogue, like a lot of shows, of course. But, yeah. you know, are they going to go the more jokey route where they have to try and insert a joke here and there all over the place? Like, the trailer had some of that, right? With, uh, I think that was Chris Parnell with the Cyclops eye. Yes. He, like, drank the water yeah. or drank the thing. He goes, well, that's moldy. That's fine. But don't try and marvelize this thing and make jokes every, every right. which way you can. Don't Le- twisted metal this lean thing. Lean into <laughs> the the just the sheer nature of what this is. This is a nuclear holocaust situation. And yes, there will be humor here and there, but, um, you know, it needs to be dire. It needs to have, um, you know, lots of, lots of stakes, but, you know, I think some of the shots in the trailer, you know, the nukes all going off at the end of the trailer was awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, I always, who doesn't like watching a nuclear bomb go off? So if I could see five (laughs) at one time, that's cool. Um, so, you know, I think I think there's promise here, you know, capture the 50s aesthetic, right? I love the music in the Fallout series. That kind of really sets a lot of the vibe for me. But when I think on that, my time playing mostly Fallout 3, that was the one that really captured me. I played 4 as well. I think of just like the dark moments, the moments underground or in some some gross tunnel and these super mutants chasing you with big fucking hammers and, and, and those type of scenarios. So make sure you kind of get a lot of that. But... It's a tricky, it's a fine line as well, because I don't want just like, you know, ultra violence for the sake of ultra violence, too. Yeah, so, there was a lot of violence. Yeah, I mean, there was a shotgun shot and there were just like blood everywhere. It's like, OK, that's fine. Just like I said, just it'll it'll live and die on the writing. And being that Jonathan Nolan of Westworld is attached to this, mm-hmm. um, you know, brother of Christopher Nolan, I, I think. I think I'm thinking this is going to be good. It's going to at least be, it's not going to be Last of Us good, but it's not going to be Halo show bad either. Yeah, right. Like an in-between. Yeah. (laughs) And also, one last point, Todd Howard wants to be Kojima so bad. (laughs) He wants, like, from acclaimed video game director Todd Howard. It's like, nope, nobody really knows who that is outside of the me and yous, you know? You're not Hideo Kojima, Todd. I'm sorry. You don't need to be in the trailer. Anyway. Again, I think they do that for us to give. I don't care. To give us video game fans a little more faith in the in the show, uh, to know that he that he is involved involved. But I'm but I'm with you. I think the strength of the writing, the strength of the characters, is gonna be is gonna be everything. You have to like people. You have to like Walton Goggins. Whatever he looks like a uh, you know a sheriff ghoul. Mm-hmm. You know, and they look that town looked like like a megaton town. You it, know? I think it definitely is megaton. You know, yeah. You know, and I and they have to yeah like like you said like. Like it can have humor, mm-hmm. you know that turret firing with like "Please be calm" as it's yeah, firing like there's off, an like, inherent humor to like the juxtaposition of this world. Just don't go overkill. Yeah, yeah, it's just and and I again one of the funnest things about the that universe was the vaults, like going into other vaults and um, oh. or fall shelters and uh, seeing what crazy experiments they were doing there. But you know, it's 
this is wild, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> since we started this podcast, there has been so many video game adaptations and, you know, there's been the high points of, you know, yeah, Last of Us and the low point of um, Twisted Metal. So, you know, what will we get here? But it, it is promising. It is coming in April of next year. So it's not it's not too far off. But, you know, where do you think it's uh, do you think this is D.C.? The, the setting, what city? I mean, no, they, they showed the pier, uh, the Santa Monica pier. Oh, right, okay. that was one of the shots. But like, yeah, I think it'd be a new area if I if I you don't to think guess. okay. Um, and uh, we didn't really talk about it, but they did show a lot of the Brotherhood of Steel, which is the mm. the big, you know. That's why I kind of think it's DC. I mean, if it is, if that was Megaton, and if that is the Brotherhood, like I don't think they were across the entire country. I think they were kind of focused. I think, mm, but I, that that would that would be interesting because that. A lot of people did like the story of, yeah. of Fallout 3. I mean, that's so. still the pinnacle of the series. I think right. everybody would kind of agree. Yeah, a lot of people like New Vegas Good point. Well, but, Good point. But, uh, no, it, it does look very promising. So, you know, again, it's a trailer to, to check out. And, you know, yeah, most of you are subscribed to Amazon Prime. So it's just a built-in show you can watch. Now I want to kind of just go read about all the different crazy vaults because there's, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of lore and yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. fucking nuts. Yep. <laughs> all right. Moving on to our next big news event. Over the weekend, Fortnite moved into its season five. And if you're not familiar, Fortnite makes a big event out of these. So you load into a game and just the craziest shit happens. And uh, this one was, the I think, the craziest so far as far as... Uh, what happened. So uh, you'd be in the game. A rocket would shoot into the sky. It would shoot a meteorite. It would cause a split in the world. And you get sucked into it, you and your friends. And uh, you get a reveal of, like, multiple universes. Like, Fortnite is made of multiple universes. It's kind of how they explain multiple characters. And the first world they go into, they all turn into Legos. Yeah. And what we got is Lego Fortnite, which looks to be a survival mode uh, with the Lego brand and every character skin can be converted to Lego. It's 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 fucking wild. Yeah, it's like Mine- <laughs> it's like Minecraft Lego and Fortnite had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I've never heard of like Lego being a really good crossover partnership with Fortnite. It's like, you know, we think of individual characters and individual right. things, but not this large Lego umbrella and yeah, they went all in, dude. Like this is this looks better than almost any Lego game does. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was wild, but it doesn't. It didn't stop there. Like you go through there, you come out of that portal, you go into another one, and John, mm-hmm. your ears are going to be burning because you go into Rocket Racing, which is being brought by Psionics, the creators of Rocket League, and basically it is Rocket League cars on racetracks. Yeah. Uh, you get to play in the while this is happening. You're in this world. You get to play a little bit of it. So you get drifting. You can ride on the ceiling. You get all kinds of gameplay. In fact, they are going to have a trailer for this at the Game Awards. Hmm. Uh, we didn't mention that in the start, but uh, yeah, this is another one that old Grumpy John came out for. And initially, I'm like, no, I don't want to open Fortnite to go do that. But then I started thinking, I was like, man, if there's any game that I have the feel for, it's Rocket <laughs> League. So if you can incorporate that into a good racing thing, like it, it's probably a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Do I want to load into Fortnite to do it? I'd rather not. And, you know, in the Rocket League community, the people are kind of pissed off because this is a mode that people have been asking for for a long, mm-hmm. long, long time. And they've just never done it. They, right. You know, Rocket League is one of those games that is so perfect inherently that there 
there's really no neat reason to update it or modify it. You just kind of let it exist. And so I think people are a little mad about that. But, you know. Uh, that game is, you know, is 2015, right? Rocket League? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that game is really long in the tooth. And uh, mm-hmm. adding a racing mode would just reinvigorate that game, which is just kind of relying on, you know, seasons and battle passes yeah. forever. Um, that you would think that, and and does not there might be a chance that this just goes into Rocket yeah, League. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it you know, could you be don't a, know. It could be a thing, right? Where it's like, look, this lives in Fortnite, but maybe we put a, a little icon on Rocket League that just opens that, puts you into it, so you don't have to go through the hoops of getting Fortnite in, downloading that, go in there, get to here, you know, make it streamlined. Um, but yeah, I mean, another another fucking thing out of left field. I wouldn't have seen <laughs> seen coming in Fortnite, but makes a little sense since Epic owns both of them. Yep, yep, yep. So that'll be live December eighth. Uh, Lego Fortnite is December seventh, and then finally you get teleported to yet another world, and there you attend a concert being <laughs> with with Eminem, Slim Shady. Yeah, Slim Shady himself, and then the game turns into basically Guitar Hero, and we have Harmonics bringing another mode to Fortnite. Which is a rhythm-based mode. Uh, they also are teasing the weekend. We'll have a concert yeah. in what they're calling the Fortnite Festival mode. And again, here we go. Another, you know, harmonics maker of Guitar Hero, uh, okay. rock band, uh, doing another mode in, <laughs> in Fortnite. And here we go. Fortnite's just a platform now, man. Yep. Um, yep. I found it funny that Eminem was who it was because. He feels more our generation. Yes. You know, yeah. like from what I've heard among the youngsters out there is that they kind of view Eminem as like an old old fart at this point and he's not that good at rapping and he's no Drake, he's no whoever. Right. Um, so I found that kind of funny because like for me, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, Eminem, like that's dope. Um, but I am a sucker for rhythm games. I was a rockhead addict. I was a guitar hero addict. I was a DDR addict. I could fucking do that shit backwards. <laughs> so, I mean, this one is another one where it's like, God damn it, am I about to have Fortnite permanently installed on my, my console? I might. If this shit's good, you know, if they can, if they put in all the bells and whistles that, that Guitar Hero has, like, like expert level difficulties, because what they showed, it was very, very easy type stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, bop, bop, bop. And like that could get boring very quickly. But if, if you give me some cool tracks and, uh, yeah, I might. Family Guy, Solid Snake is going to be in it now. Uh, yeah, just Fortnite continues to take over the world. And, and I've heard Peter Griffin's character has the iconic, like, where he holds his yeah, knee. Yeah, if you get downed. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> like he holds his knee. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. But, uh, yeah, Fortnite continues to take over the world. And, again, it has not. it's not a thing John and I participate in at all. But this it was just so wild that I had to bring it. it you know, these, you know, especially when you're bringing in harmonics and psionics, you know, like, again, two fabled uh, developers to make additional modes in a game that already has so many modes in it already that it's just nuts. Makes sense. I think Epic's, I think Epic bought Harmonix not too long ago. Makes sense. That, yeah. Like, that's what we want you to do is just incorporate into this. But, yeah, I uh, I would not have thought I would be hyped about a Fortnite announcement, <laughs> but here we are. Here we are. Yeah, so hey, maybe John will check it out because, well, again, it's all free. Well, Brian texted me last night, my Rocket League buddy. He's like, you know, we, we had a bad night in Rocket League, and he's just like, so, Fortnite? Question mark. And I'm like, no, no, no. I can't. I can't have two ever end it like ever, ever games. So, but you know, so he's starting to chomp at that bit too. It's like, oh god. 
Yeah. Well, maybe you go in and like you said, you just check out the racing yeah. and, and this Fortnite festival mode. So, yep. Uh, and then that'll move us to our final event. And that was the Dragon's Dogma 2 showcase that we briefly talked about last week. Um, few notes to come out of that. That March 22nd release date confirmed. Capcom's first $70 game confirmed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's just just the norm. This yep. is this is a deal with know, it. Do you guys want video games and you pay it? Current gen only game, so so take it as it is. That's just again, $70 is what we're paying. Uh, we got a story trailer. We got some gameplay of them fighting a giant golem called Talos. Uh, we got to look at the trickster vocation, which uses a sensor to create illusions and confuse and all that empower. stuff's always cool, but I never want to use it. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. It looks it looks interesting, but it's not like there's so many other weapons that look cooler. Right. Um, but uh, John, uh, what did you think about this? It, it did also lead into like a 40 minute gameplay of of people sitting on the couch and playing the game. I watched it. Uh, nothing new came of that, but. Uh, John, what do you what do you what do you think of uh, what you saw of this game? Uh, I think it looks incredible. I think the environments are top notch, um, and I'm always down for large scale enemies. That's you know Final Fantasy, God of War, that type of enemy has always been intriguing to me. Um, but I think this is one of those games that I will like the idea the idea of playing it more than actually playing it. Yeah. If I'm <laughs> if I'm being honest, I'm yeah. I'm really starting to go through a renaissance with like refining my taste, yes, right? Like I, my, yeah. my time is, my <laughs> we'll kids are getting later. older, <laughs> my time is lessening. And I just, I look at these cyberpunk, you know, Grand Theft Auto is going to be another one where it's just like, I don't have time and it feels bad to boot in it for 30 minutes. So like, will I have time for a dragon's dogma? Probably not, but I'll be sitting here when it gets 88s and you're playing it like it's great. And I'll be like, <laughs> I don't know. But um, yeah, I'm c- more curious about your thoughts because you actually played the first one yeah. and, I, and I didn't. Yeah, and I and I did enjoy it though. I thought it got really difficult toward the end. Um, I played it when it had the Dark Risen expansion, and that was so difficult. Um, and it, and and as you mentioned, it is very much like Fantasy Monster Hunter. And yeah. That doesn't always register well with me. Is like enemies that I don't I don't know what I'm. I, they're not showing. Uh, there's no health bar, and you know you only really know when like you cut something off or they're limping or something that you're even doing damage to them and it's I don't like, need to know exactly how much health they have left <laughs> but I need to know a basis of how much longer this fight's going right, to be right right and that, yeah <laughs> um and when we were talking about like what Xbox has to do to fix uh, their franchises and talking about like wow moments I think this 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 whole demonstration lacked that wow moment even when they are fighting this giant golem Talos and you know they're fighting uh big ballistas into it and he's climbing on top and cutting open holes in it and it's leaking out this goop or whatever uh it just it just didn't look like like you said it looks like it looks more if i'm playing it i don't think it'll be as fun as i think it will be Mm -hmm. you know and i think again as we talk about like a refinement in taste this game just might not be there but like you said it's gonna i just it'll review well i just have a feeling capcom has not missed outside of exo primal they're they're just on a high, they they've kind of perfected their level of game development to be, you know, one of the best of the year. You know, they had two games over ninety this year. You know, so uh, yeah, I, I think I'll, it'll have the same feeling that I had when I tried Monster Hunter World, where it's just yeah, the it's the the impact like when you swing and you hit somebody that doesn't seem like there's really any sense of impact, right. and, yep. and it just I never liked how they feel. So right, we'll see. right, but and again, it's one of those just maybe one of the different vocations will 
will feel better than the others. And, you know, yeah. if I don't like to swing giant swords, I can stand in the back and shoot arrows or magic, and it'll be fun. It's a great. It's going to be a great league pickup, though, for the fantasy league. It's going to be high, high. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll guaranteed be solid. release date. Pretty high reviewed, <laughs> yep. probably. So yeah, yeah. So so it's a it's a game to keep an eye out on, but it's definitely not. I it's not a game I'll at launch be like, oh yeah, I'm going to get it. So right. right. So and so that's it. That's all the news. That's I it. Got. You don't have any more. No, no, no. Oh, unless there's unless you wanted to talk about any of the other things like the no return mode or. No, I was kind of making a joke, but I kind of do. <laughs> no, no, I mean, the, just I would encourage everybody to go check out uh, IGN just dropped about a six minute video uh, going over the no return mode for uh, the upcoming Last of Us 2 remastered. Uh, I think it looks great. I'm a roguelike fan. You know, they kind of go into the paths that you can take, the uh, variances that you'll get through the gameplay and, and things like that. I'm excited to jump into it, but, you know, I don't think there's really much more that needs to be said. Yeah. Um, but it, it seems to be... Uh, from the impressions that the IGN previewer had, he really, really dug it. So, um, yeah, shocker, Naughty Dog makes good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, the, the beat a dead horse. You know, the Last of Us Part Two was the best playing Naughty Dog game I've ever played. So, yeah. So this mode will probably be really great, and it looks it looks to be have a little bit of depth again. You know, Last of Us Part Two, great game, replayability, zip. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't uh, want to drown. This, well, uh, this, say anything. <laughs> this, this mode uh, will will add that. It looks like it has a bunch of cool unlockables and a bunch of playable characters. So, uh, looks great. Yeah, that's why the January nineteenth for that one. Yep, yep, yep. And again, if you have the old game, just a ten dollar upgrade to mm-hmm. uh, to get from the PS4 version to the PS5. Something I was confused about listening to Sacred Symbols, and I never went and checked it. Is Colin said that. If you have it digitally, it's ten dollar upgrade. If you have it physically, you're shit out of luck. And I was like, that no. Does, I was like, that doesn't make sense. No, that's not true. I yeah. looked at the page. Okay, yeah, that's what you I have to have the disc in. He said that course. so confidently. I'm like, you usually are good with this stuff. No, but. no, no. I looked at the page. Yeah, yeah you have. It's typical. You have to have the disc in. Right. And you're you're good. So I think he was just trying to gaslight because he's a digital guy. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move into some games we've been playing, and and finally. Uh, both John and I, I guess we'll call it a double play uh, when we have both played the same game. And that game is Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. Uh, John, you played it first. Let's, 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 get your, let's get your impressions. You know, this is one of the better reviewed games of the year. Mm-hmm. Comes from, you know, the small developer. Probably my favorite from, developer. From software. You yeah. know, they only just got game of the year last year. Yep. So, you know. And two years before that. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 Sec Row. Yep. So, uh, so, you know, this is, you know, the big, speaking of the Game Awards, the big announcement of last year was this game. Uh, again, it came out, it can, John and I kind of missed it in the craziness of all the other games that were coming out, but we finally got to touch it. So, John, mm-hmm. thoughts? What do you got? This, this is another, uh, I think I like the idea of playing this game <laughs> a lot more than I enjoy actually playing it. Um you know, when this game was announced, I I was, I think, maybe even actively playing Elden Ring. So I was just convinced, like, from software, we'll just, you know, they're not what they used to be, right? When the last Armored Core game came out in 2012, like, they hadn't, they just released Dark Souls. So, like, surely, surely it's going to be right up my alley. But uh, I'm sad to report that I just simply don't dig it. And I don't really have a lot of criticisms. Uh, I just don't enjoy the style of combat that it is, right? Like, I played the the first m- big mission, and you go through, and you're kind of learning how the, the mech moves, 
And I think there's a lot of things to like about the movement. You know how you can kind of play with it vertically. You can play with it. You know, you got this quick dash. You can lock onto enemies, um, melee attacks, ranged attacks, all that good stuff. But there's just something about a game where you have this health bar that's like 10,000 points. And no matter what you do, no matter how well you're playing, you're going to get hit by some things. And you're going to have to, you know, just kind of, I don't know, uh, I don't brute force your way through some of these things. And and what I really started running into a problem with was when I got to that first boss fight, which is this large helicopter. And you, up to this point in the game, you, you don't have any build options. You're just going with whatever the default build is. And the guns don't do shit to this thing. And I'm running out <laughs> of bullets. Like, like I thought, like it felt like a game where I had infinite bullets until I was like, oh, you're out of ammo. I'm like, what? I have like a quarter of this health bar down. And then you realize that like, no, like melee is really effective against this thing. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And so I'm trying to like dash around and attacks. I'm trying to get close and, and close the gap. And it just seemed like whenever I tried to do that, it would just hit me with this fucking rocket barrage and I die. And I just came to the realization that I don't like, while I love to punish myself in the dark souls realm and the Elden ring realm, that melee combat, that you can really tailor your playstyle towards. I just did not dig what this was putting out. And so I just decided that, again, with this renaissance of trying to refine my taste, um, that I was going to let you try it first of all, but like I wasn't going to force it. And I, it just might simply not be for me, right? Um, <laughs> I don't know. It just, it just did, not, it did not feel good to go through that level. Yeah. I don't know what it was. but Yeah, and so uh, you had mentioned this to me, and so I also play, when I played through that level, uh, I came to the same conclusion. I think uh, there's a lot to this game. You know, it, it, you're, you're a mech pilot. The story is confusing as hell. It sucks, actually. I skipped all the cutscenes. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you're kind of thrown into this, and most enemies you fight are, are cannon fodder. They, you know, they, they, they're not fast. They... You know, take a few shots of either your missiles. You're given missiles, um, rifle, and your energy sword at the beginning, and that's kind of your base build. And then you're, yeah, you're kind of thrusted into this big battle, and you're not kind of, you're not kind of, you're not super sure about how to handle it. Mm -hmm. And what you really want to do is you want to stagger enemies in this game. Like once you stagger them, they take more damage than ever. So once they're in this stagger state, if you can hit them with especially your energy sword, which is your your highest damage weapon, but you have to be up close. Um, you can do a lot of damage, and I didn't even realize you. It, it has multiple swings, so you can hit L two. If you hit him once, you hit L two again. You'll swing again, mm-hmm. and you do massive damage. I wasn't aware of that till after this fight, but yeah, I think you're right. The the fight is confusing. He's got a huge health bar. He punishes you so hard. Yeah, like if you get caught in his barrage, you're 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 giving him um, three repair kits, which are just you know. Estus flask or yeah. anything. Hey, else. look at you. Yep, Estus <laughs> flask. Yep. During the battle, and they do X amount of health. They pretty much do half of your health bar at that point in the game. Um, but yeah, it, it's a very uh, frustrating encounter. You're not sure what to do. I think piloting the mech is very difficult, especially with one of the big moves being L3 click. Mm-hmm. I do not like that. I I couldn't which tell you like how, a, which is like you have like a stamina bar, right? And it's yeah. like, forever how much your stamina are, you're like just jet forward. So it's a way to close a gap, but right. it does not. Again, the, yeah, it just doesn't feel right. And I was always accidentally hitting it when I didn't want to. You know, I wanted to be some enemies you want to be away from, and I kept hitting it, and it kept just throwing me off. And yeah, this 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 fight kind of embodied all of that. But 
you know, I got through it and I wanted to continue it. So I did play a couple more missions. I did all the trainings, which I told John I recommend because it gives you all the different builds. Mm-hmm. And it's it's wild. Like from from mech to mech to mech to mech, uh, there's a bunch of different play styles in the game that, you know, you could eventually find what works for you. But I did all those. And I was like, yeah, man, neither of those felt that great either. Did you get the double Gatling guns like Donkey Head? <laughs> yeah, that is one of the builds in the training mission. I didn't unlock it in the main game. But, okay. Uh, but in the, one of the training missions, you have that build. And, it, yeah, it's it's pretty nasty. Yeah. <laughs> it drains their health pretty fast. But it's still not fun. I just didn't have fun doing it because you 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 are on tank treads and you can, like, drift, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. But, but, yeah, so I kept doing missions. And there were moments where I was enjoying it. And having fun, but I got to this mission where there were invisible enemies. Oh. And I had to get up close and personal and, you know, and and then if you're not on top of them right away, they'll, they'll, they'll go back invisible and hide. And I just got in this encounter where there were like four of them. And I was just like, I don't feel confident in this. I'm not controlling my mech well. They're picking me off. I'm not dodging their bullets. I'm just having a rough time. And I'm in, in a year with so many games and with those games constantly getting updates, you know, this week, you know, Baldur's Gate 3 got an epilogue, mm-hmm. 30 gig update. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 got 2.1 update, added a metro system, added all this stuff. And then Alan Wake 2 is like, hey, we're going to drop a new game plus mode. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Like, it's like, I just, I just don't want to hate play this game. And I won't. Yeah. I said no. So <laughs> he wrote poop on a sticky note and gave it back to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and and also that that we mentioned that stagger system like that applies to you, too. And that's also frustrating. Yeah. It's like when you get staggered and you're just stuck there. So well, and that's kind of that's been the hard thing for me to reconcile with this game is as a very experienced Souls player. It's like I know how these how they <laughs> develop games. They want you to feel with with any encounter that it could be you know the end of you and and you got to learn the systems and you got to play by their rules i just you know maybe it's it simply is one of those things where i need to just learn the systems of the game better but it just did not it, it just didn't scratch that same itch of from software souls games that i typically love that third third person melee combat that's what i want with them if i'm fighting tough as nail enemies i want to be able to read their move sets i want to be able to react to their move sets whether it's through a, a you know the role with the iframes that you have like it's just such a perfected system that they have on that front that just didn't carry over the same way for me unfortunately yeah and i think a lot the probably the way you got to think about this game because it's based on a lot of short uh, missions is like doing the mission finding out what works and then going back and, and switching your build to what can yeah. best tackle that. Yep. And then it's easier. Like, I did have those moments in a few missions. Like, I had to fight a big boss with a giant shield on his front. So I had I equipped this missile launcher that shot eight missiles vertically, and they would come from the top. Oh, that's kind of dope. Yeah. Instead of coming right at them. And, and that was super effective, and it would stagger them all the time. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm feeling this. But, you know... Again, to those points, like going to another mission and then hitting that wall again and be like, yeah, I got to keep doing this over and over. Like, I don't want to do this. It made me understand how people who aren't used to <laughs> Dark Souls and things feel when they try Elden Ring. Where they're just <laughs> like, I don't want to keep going through this cycle of like, what do you do to me? Oh, you fuck me up. And then you beat him finally, and then you find another <laughs> enemy, and then you—it's just like I, right. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if, if that's the same feeling that people have. Yeah. So, so, the, so the game did have its moments. Like I said, I that that fight where I, you know, I built a different mech and it worked, 
and there's this big like sand strider. It, it was showed in one of the gameplay demos. You climb on top of it and you fight this big eye, and then it's like, oh shit, it's gonna explode and you gotta get out of there. Uh, that was a fun mission, and the game is very pretty. It runs at 60 frames. It's 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 doing everything right. It's just it's not a bad game. No, 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 not by any means. It's, it's just, just it's just not for me. Right. <laughs> you know, so that's that's kind of where I left it and. Yeah, unfortunately, it's just a game I won't. It's unfortunate, but for me at least, it does feel good knowing that it's not like right. <laughs> play me, John. Play me. You know, I like I played you. I get you. Not for me. So you're you're gonna sell it? Uh probably. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I you know. I, I would say go if you go back and give those training missions a try and see how you feel playing those. But yeah, yeah. That's, if not, just leave it. Yeah, yeah. I'm at a weird impasse with games right now. Everything is just kind of bouncy. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I I was telling John this was like, it's been such a great year for video games, and this we've had such a high that you know going from Cyberpunk to Spider Man Two to Alan Wake Two, and then just playing it can be anything, is just it's it's tough because yeah. you're not going to get the same feeling that those games gave you yep. because those are you know game of the year candidates, you know, like right. it's amazing. So, and that'll also go into our next topic here. Uh, because I've been playing another game. That game is Aliens Dark Descent. But before I wanted to talk a bit about the Aliens franchise and, and our thoughts kind of on that. Mm. Uh, you know, Alien originally came out in 1979. It, you know, it had six movies since then uh, that don't involve Predator. No, it's only Predator. had two. It's only had two. I swear. <laughs> that don't involve Predator. Uh, it's had a shit ton of video games. So, you know, we have, we've had it at low points like Alien Colonial Marines, if you remember oh, that game. The lowest of points. <laughs> and then high points like Alien Isolation. So this franchise is, you know, pretty popular. It's been around for a while. It's had two games this year. What, yeah. Dark Descent and... Um, Fire Team Elite. Yes. Great. Yes. Perfect. Look at me. <laughs> so, you know, that, that franchise has been around for a while. It has books. It has comics. You know, so just just before we get into the game, I just you said two movies. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you're referring to Alien and Aliens. No, dude, Prometheus and Covenant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So you just my thoughts on the like the yeah franchise? yeah the yeah. franchise itself. Um, I think that Alien and Aliens are two examples of absolutely perfect movies. Yep. Uh, Alien specifically is one of my favorites. I have four posters in my my basement. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, ha- Harry Potter for my wife, and then Alien. Um, those are my four posters. And so uh, I just think there is maybe no more atmospheric franchise out there. The The practical effects that were used in the first one were amazing. The sense of tension was amazing. Yep. Uh, it was just, it was, it really is one of those perfect movies to me. And I think the sequel as well for entirely different reasons. You know, it's yep. one of the few examples of a, of a uh, franchise kind of turning itself on its head, taking itself in a different direction and pulling it off in spades. You know, first movie directed by Ridley Scott, second movie directed by James Cameron. Um, I think they were both absolutely, absolutely incredible. Um, after that, you know, I will admit I probably should have seen every single movie at this point based on how much I love those first two, but I haven't. You know, I've seen me, Prometheus me and, and a couple other ones, but um, I just think it's it's such a strong, strong IP just based on those first two. And, and Isolation was so strong, I think, with certain people because it really captured that sense that the first movie did of Isolation and Anna being stalked by this unbeatable thing that you just pretty much just have to avoid the whole time. Yeah. Um, so I, I love, love, love Alien, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and everything you said, exact same here. 
I think the struggle with this franchise has always been after the monster has been revealed mm-hmm. that it's always been very difficult. The alien design is awesome. Yeah, it's it's well, incredible. It's frightening, but you know they after the reveal in the first movie, you know again kudos to James Cameron because he yeah he flipped it on his head. He made it more about like an infestation mm-hmm. and the 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 horror that that can bring when there's hundreds of them. Uh, but I really think like the franchise is never going to hit that high again because we know what it is. Right. We know what a xenomorph. So yeah, is. we know about a thousand aliens, but what about ten thousand <laughs> aliens? Doesn't doesn't have the same impact. Yeah, yeah. So so like, and there's the franchise is an iconic, you know, imagery, yeah, atmosphere, sound effects, quotes. like yeah, quotes, game over, man, game over, man. <laughs> Get uh, away from her, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sound of their the the pulse rifles, it's. There's, it's a lot like Star Wars, I think, where just like just everything was just perfect. Like every everyone who worked on that movie was firing on another level. Dude, the scene in Aliens where she comes across the Queen and like all the eggs are, oh my god! Like <laughs> yeah. I just remember, like, how do you get out of this? Like, you know, and, and oh, so good. Yeah. So so good. Yeah. So so um, again, I like those two movies, and that kind of is where it ends. You know, I really haven't enjoyed or even been interested in any of the video games there's been so many over the years um again it's just one of those franchises that i just i like the first two movies i don't need anything more but uh around comes you know this game aliens dark descent uh this is coming from tendalos interactive it came out of uh, out in june of this year 75 on open critic it was buggy so it's probably probably deserves a little bit of a better score now uh, but it's it's pointed as a top-down strategy game, kind of like an XCOM, uh, where you're kind of walking through, doing sending your soldiers out on missions to recover people, recover assets, resources, uh, and you direct this in kind of like an isometric view where you're kind of tactically moving them around, um, and then you kind of go back to your base, you buy upgrades, uh, heal your guys and all that, but uh, the focus of this game is on stealth. Uh, you do not want to alert drones at all, and if you mm-hmm. do, you want to kill them instantly uh, because every time you shoot, not only are you alerting other drones, but you're also raising a meter that's going to be your hunt meter, and that will cause an uh, like a just a horde mode rush on you if that gets full. And then also, you your soldiers have an insanity meter, mm-hmm. and that goes up the longer they're on the planet. It's too many meters. Uh, yeah. <laughs> The longer they're on the planet, the more of these encounters you go through, they start getting, you know, debuffs as you go on, um, you know, like less accuracy and stuff like that. So, uh, but on top of that, as you go, as you do this cycle, the longer it takes, the more infested the planet gets. So uh, there's going to be more drones. There's going to be more higher level enemies. So you got to weigh kind of this, this whole cycle you know do i want to keep my guys on but it'll make them more insane so i don't have as many days on the planet and more uh, xenomorphs uh, popping up so it's kind of it's kind of different but uh and if and it feels like aliens it, it has the, the sound effects it has the atmosphere uh there's a lot of cool moments in it but again i think the initial reveal kind of lessens those cool moments like oh the aliens popping out of his chest like We've seen that so many times. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter at this point. Yeah. Like 
but of course, you know, these sol- it's the first time these commandos or soldiers are first seeing it. So they're like, oh my God. And you're just like, yeah, let's yeah. move on. Yeah, yeah. That ha- that's what happens. <laughs> that's how they breed. They need a host. Uh, so, so that is all good. But I find playing a slow, tactical, stealth-based game to be very boring. Mm. <laughs> I, it, it takes so long to get from one point of the map to the other just to find out that you have to go back to another point of the map that mm. you, you were there before. And I'm just, I'm just not feeling it. I'm, again, yeah. the, sa- the same reasons we said before. I want to go back to Baldur's Gate. I want to go back to Cyberpunk. I don't want to go. I don't want to force myself to play this. So, I don't think that I am. <laughs> this was on extra, right? No, I I Are bought you? this for Black Friday. Oh, okay. It was uh, half off. Nice. So okay, a physical version, so I can sell it. Yeah, it so. it sounds to me like you know it's probably the point. But I don't really want to be stressed out about a whole bunch of different meters <laughs> and things that I got to keep track of and, you know, making decisions about, well, yeah, do I keep these people on to have less accuracy or what? Like, it, it just inherently starts to get to this position where it's like, well, fuck this. Like, I don't I don't right. want to get in a scenario where I have to make these decisions and it's not really fun inherently. It's kind of like into the breach a little bit. You know, yeah. I've sunk like, I think I put that at my fourth best game of the year last year. I love that game. But the way I found that I love that game was by bumping it down to easy because yeah. I simply didn't like, you know, a win scenario where I've wiped half my team and now right. I'm struggling for the rest right. of the run. It's like, no, I just kind of want to, you know, push the guys around on the map, win scenarios, get cool weapons and move on. Right. Um, so this game, yeah, you know, probably for a certain type of person, but uh, right. yeah. You know, like, again, I really got into XCOM so I can get into these games but yeah, it's just it's too slow for me. I think it's and 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 I think that it has to be. It's part of the yeah the, the, yeah. the brand, you know. Well, if it's not, then you're playing Fire Team Elite. Like that's <laughs> right. the fast aliens game. Right. This is the slow aliens right. game. So I just yeah, I just wasn't feeling it. And again, I, again, this could be part of what I said is like just this game will not get me to the highs that all these Game of the Year candidates did. So you know, I feel bad, but at the same time, you know, it's like you know. John and I are refining our taste. Yeah. You time know, isn't infinite. Yeah. Time is important. You know, so, we, you know, we got it. We find a game. We don't like it. It's okay to say no. It's mm-hmm. okay to say no. You know, so, uh, you know, I hate to bring two downer of a games, you know, with, though I, that I think are probably better in other people's hands. Yeah. But yeah, Armored Core 6 and Aliens Arc Descent. See no. ya. Yeah. Not See you doing later. It. <laughs> so, so that's that. So I don't think we'll be bringing those games back. No, probably not. Yeah. So there's our thought. And so yeah, I think Diablo Four is it. It's it's the only big game we have not touched. Oh wow! I didn't even and know Starfield that. between the two of us. And yeah. Starfield. Uh, that's a good question. Probably. Yeah. I, I think we every every game of the year candidate we've all oh, Sumer Wonder is another Ooh, one. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. But uh, I think we've we've done a good job of, of touching every game out. So, so we do our best. You know, again, we're 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 like like the listeners. We have no access. You know, we buy these games ourselves, and yeah, somehow we still manage to play. Yeah, so not many, bad. so many. So, all right, let's move on. You know, we got to bring it back. It's the video game character battle royale. Um, we got to announce the winners of last week. We have Ezio beating Ryu Wrong. and Spyro beating Arthur Morgan. Nice. 
Uh, we have a comment from Jesse Powell of the show. He said, Spyro is much bigger than I thought. Arthur Morgan is a great hunter, but he wouldn't be able to survive a fireball to the face. Yes. Very, very true. Correct, Jesse. You're uh, correct. Very, very few things can. <laughs> I'm happy everybody listened to me and didn't just let their love for Red Dead, you know, take that <laughs> one. So, Yeah, especially in this week, you know, that, that rock star energy is, is at an all-time high. So, But you are all still all wrong about Ezio beating Rio, but that's fine. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. Let the people vote. <laughs> Let the people have their say. <laughs> so that, that, that moves us to our, our next battles. Uh, we have Leon Kennedy versus Ellie and Crash Bandicoot versus Master Chief. I'm trying to remember who went first last I went last first week. last time. Okay. All right. So you can choose the matchup and the first. All right. We'll go with Leon Kennedy versus Ellie, which is, which is a good one. I actually kind of like this because they're you know, very similar, similar uh, yeah. trajectories, both in uh, zombie-esque apocalypses. You know, they, they've done right. it all. They it's survived another, some shit. It's a Nathan Drake versus Lara or a Sam Fisher versus Solid Snake scenario. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So Leon Kennedy, former police officer and current spe- currently a special agent of the U.S. government, star of three mainline RE games, and he has a Game of the Year nominee in both two and four. Look at that. He's a survivor of the Raccoon City incident. He rescued the president's daughter from the Los Plagas. And these are a pair of survivalists that have sur- survived zombie apocalypses, but Z- Leon has had to deal with zombie dogs, Berserkers, lickers, trolls, a giant salamander, and one of the most terrifying video get video game enemies of all time in Mr. X. Ellie just had her hands with J- with David, a human. Like, like, look what Leon has to deal with. Mm-hmm. If she injures him, green and red her, baby. You mix that together, full health. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the master of the powerful Magnum pistol and his go-to weapon, the rocket launcher. One hit kill. Bye, Ellie. Bye-bye. All right. All right. All right, so Ellie, star of The Last of Us, along with her partner, Joel. Ellie's going to win this fight, Nick. You know why? Because she will do what it takes to survive, as she always done, while Leon is only going to do what he can to save innocent people. He's going to view Ellie as an innocent. He can't just shoot a human in the face. That's not what he does. But guess what? That's what Ellie does. Ellie shoots people in the face all the time, and she's good with it. Um, By default, Ellie's going to convince Leon she's not the enemy. Get up close to him. Shiv him right in the neck. Game over. Also, insta-kill. She's extremely experienced with killing, like I said, humans and comfortable doing so. Uh, and Leon also has a sense, a little sense of self-preservation. You know, he only thinks about others, which is very admirable for a police officer. But when life is on the line, I think he's going to uh, let his guard down a little bit. And also, let's not forget about Joel's fatherly. He's coming off the top ropes, man. Joel's just going to jump in. And if Ellie's in danger, he's just going to come in and fuck some shit up because he can't let his little baby girl, baby girl, go away. All right. Also, Rat King is just as scary as Mr. X. Just saying. Hey, timer's up. Just saying. Timer's up. There's one second left. Just disregard that. <laughs> Yellow disregard flag. That. Yellow card. <laughs> All right. And then so we got... And also Red King, Ellie did not face. So She will in no return. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. Whatever. Uh, all right. So we got Master Chief Crash Bandicoot. All right. Crash Bandicoot is a mutant eastern bard bandicoot that is genetically enhanced by his nemesis, Dr. Neo Cortez. Crash is a character with experience in over 20-plus games and originally created by this small studio. Uh, What's their Mm -hmm. name? Oh, Naughty Dog? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's some pedigree there. 
Uh, Crash Bandicoot is known for being some of the hardest games of all time, so he is itching for a fight with Master Chief. He can easily beat Legendary Mode in any Halo game. He's a master platformer who can dash, rocket jump, and more to navigate any environment to get himself in a position of advantage. His main move, the spin attack, a rapid spin move that he can deploy to defeat his enemies, and he can also use it to deflect Master Chief's main method of attack, projectiles. This is no grunt that Chief is dealing with, and he will lose. Mm-hmm. All right. Now for the other side of the argument. <laughs> Weighing in at six foot ten, two hundred and ninety-seven pounds, battle hardened super soldier, vanquisher of the flood, conqueror of the covenant, versus a five foot zero scrawny marsupial. Uh, I don't know if I have to say much more than that, folks, but uh, let's just go over some of the things. You know, you mentioned the projectiles. Nick, you're right. He could probably spin away those bullets, but what's he going to do with an energy sword? What's he going to do when he just fucking holds his fucking face on the floor and stomps on it? I don't really think he has much of a chance. Crash Bandicoot is an insta-kill opponent, meaning if he doesn't have an Aku Aku mask, which he won't because this is a he's not going to there's not going to be crates all over the battlefield. He's a one hit kill kind of guy. And so, uh, you know, He's going he's gonna to get stomped, and Chief is also known as one of the spongiest characters around. You know, it takes a lot of bullets to get that guy down, so I don't really see how Crash is going to be able to inflict enough damage uh, to get rid of him. Master Chief wins this one easily. Elites are eight foot six, 200 pounds. Crash has to fight some little crocodiles. Enough said. Ah! Ah! Oh, that's all like Crash go. Bandicoot. Wow! There you go. All right, folks. So again, write in your votes, respond to our Twitter poll, whichever way you want, please do vote and let us know what you think yourself. All right. 16 remaining contestants, Nick. Oh 16 boy. remaining contestants. We got some we got some big boys left in here, you know, obviously I I haven't shared this with you, so we'll see what we get. But you want first? I got to ask even though it's yep, okay. I'll take first. All right. For next week's matchup. V from Ooh, Cyberpunk 2077. Baby, yeah. There, there you go. go. All there right. We go. Versus Doom Guy. <laughs> oh shit. Whoops. <laughs> Doom Guy, uh well, I won't say anything. I'll let you guys decide next week. <laughs> All right. Versus Sora from Kingdom Hearts for you <laughs> with the power of friendship and love. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, There's one character on here I hope it is. No, not versus Sora. Can't have Sora versus Sora. Samus or Ran. (laughs) Sora versus Samus. So V versus Doom Guy, or is is it officially Doom Guy or Doom Slayer? Yeah, Uh, people know what he is. Uh, Versus Samus and Sora. All right. So we will... Have that battle next week. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's it. We we did it. Yeah. Whew. What a week. Yeah. I tell you. Yeah, we actually got some fucking, video game news to talk about. It's nice. Fucking wild, man. And it's just getting started. You know, mm-hmm. we got the game awards. So, again, as we talked about earlier, next episode will be straight game awards. There will not be a character battle royale. There won't be anything else. It'll just us going through it all. And then, again, the plan is to post our us watching it if you want to see our live reactions to the entire thing. So that'll be that'll be fun. That will be. Yep. It'll be fun. That'll, that'll be a late night. And hopefully, again, John and I are never in the same room for an announcement. So we're so hoping. It's, so it's going to be shit. Yeah. It's going to be really shit. <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> so uh, that'll that'll be exciting. And so yeah, that's that's all I got, man. Yeah. Just go watch that Grand Theft Auto trailer again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, help it help it get you know as many views no, as possible. Doesn't need help. <laughs> doesn't need any help. <laughs> all right, John. What what song are we leaving them on? Well, first before that, in case I forget on Thursday, I would just like to uh, wish Nick here a very special birthday coming up here shortly. Uh, if you'd like to email in with some birthday well wishes, <laughs> December 11th here, uh, Nick will be turning. I don't know if he wants me to say, so I won't say it. Upper 30s. Upper 30s. So uh, happy birthday, Nick, in case I forget next week. Um, but we will be leaving this off on uh, I Don't Want to Set the World on Fire by the Ink Spots, which uh, anybody who's played Fallout, you'll know it immediately. Yep. It's mm-hmm. got that 1940s, 50s uh, <laughs> vibe to it. So. I think it, well, it was in the very first trailer for Fallout 3, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. yeah. It's like the, it's what I think of when I think right. of Fallout for sure. <laughs> yeah, so great, great choice. You know, unusual song. You know, yeah. we, we don't have songs like this very often on this show. No, yeah, you won't be headbanging to this one. It's, not, it's no, you know, uh, Doom song or anything like that. <laughs> All right, so yes, you'll be, you should be hearing us again. I uh, hope to post that uh, our live reaction Thursday night, so that'll be on our YouTube page. I'll tweet that out, and then you know we'll do our normal show next week, where you'll get you know our entire reaction to the Game Awards. It's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be great. You know, the, the year's almost over. So. Yep. Jeff won't let us down this year. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Keeley. Not that he usually down. does. Not that he usually does. He does his best. He did a, he, in his Q&A he did on Sunday night, he looked rough. Oh, I'm sure, He's dude. This is working like, his ass off. <laughs> this is his, he pro, you know, he, I'm sure he loves doing the show, but how do you not just like have your stuff? Like, how do you sleep? Right. How can you sleep? <laughs> like, if I have this little tiny thing at work that I got to deal with, I like can't. You know, I right, wake up right. And go, oh, fuck. So... Uh, Godspeed, my friend. So So, we'll look forward to seeing you then. So, again, thanks for listening. And then we will be back next week talking about those game awards. Bye, guys. I don't want to set the world on fire, honey. I love you too much. I just want to start a great big flame down in your heart. You see, way down inside of me, darling, I have only one desire, and that one desire is you, and I know nobody else ain't gonna do. I've lost all ambition for worldly acclaim. I just want to be the one you love And with your admission that you feel the same I'll have reached the goal I'm dreaming of Believe me, I don't want to set the world on fire I just want to start a flame in your heart